Yo, I'm coming from that 3-6, so that's why I got them brains spinning. Ain't nobody using blinkers, we ain't good at lane switching. Better get a plane ticket, I ain't flying all you chickens, though. Always shoot my shot, better swishing off the pick and roll. Dishing off the give and go, all my squad is driven, so you can catch us on the road. Promise we ain't doing shows. Rip City, are you listening? I'm Christian Gamalian, I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. The Blazers have had eight games since our last episode. It's been a while and they went four and four so not too bad considering how this season has gone and they're now in 10th place in the west with an 18 and 24 record now austin and i were going to record yesterday evening and here's how that episode would have sounded oh uh you know the blazers are still losing life is rough Uh, i have no hope depression has set in uh but oh how 24 hours can change things the blazers beat the houston rockets they have now beat two teams with winning records since Zach Collins went down with injury. And with that win over the Rockets, Houston had all their stars playing. So w- when the Blazers beat the Raptors just a few days ago, uh, Siakam wasn't playing and Marcus All wasn't playing and at least one other key contributor wasn't playing. Rockets had all their guys. They had Harden, Westbrook, and Capella. So I'm not going to call this a turnaround point because the Blazers have tried to do that about 16 times this season. But... The Blazers are now over halfway through the regular season, and they finally got a quality win, okay? They had about everything you want to see in a Blazers win. They were leading well throughout. They won the game, actually. All five starters were in double figures. James Harden played relatively poorly, thanks to Portland's defense, which is exactly the opposite of what I thought would happen. I thought James Harden was just going to wreck us, uh, and he missed a lot of shots. And then Russell Wil- uh, Wilson... <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook got stats, but his team was down by 14, and Dame fouled him, and Russ said, you can't guard me. He's talking all this trash, and he says, a foul's a bucket, and then he proceeds to immediately miss a free throw. That was so good. Like, just that alone, I was like, all right, this Blazers season is worth it. So I'm not saying that this game is some monumental shift in the momentum of the Blazers season, but it was fun to watch, and the Blazers got it done against a quality opponent. So, Austin, what were your thoughts on that game and how things have been going for the Blazers? What do I think about how things have been going for the Blazers? Yes, and that game and stuff. Um, so, wow, that was very uh, uh, fortunate timing that um, my five-year-old laptop just decided to start working right as you asked me that question. Yeah, um, I was looking. I was like, I feel like he's frozen, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. I'm definitely I'm in the midst of a couple uh, big life shifts here. So moving on, what stuff comes new furniture and blah blah blah. So I gotta uh, scrounge up some money and and invest in a in a laptop. So uh, we should have some better quality audio for you guys here soon. But what do I think about the uh, recent games? Um, well, I think it's crazy that the Utah Jazz are the third seed in the West right now. Um, I think that the Nuggets are are doing well, and they got a lot of slander. Both of those teams got a lot of slander at the beginning of the season because um, they were just kind of slow to start. Um, yeah. And now the, now the Rockets are finding themselves in the fifth seed um, with the Mavs only a half game back. So, And then Thunder is, you know, three and a half games back from the fifth seed, and Blazers are now... Oh my gosh! I mean, we're only a game and a half back from the eight seed. Grizzlies yeah. are 
Grizzlies are in the eighth seed, and that's that's just not going to be sustained. I mean, they're going to. I, I, I'm going to look at their schedule actually here while while you discuss some things following this, Christian, because um, I want to see what their schedules look like. But um, yeah, what what do I think about the Blazers recently? I think that CJ has been playing incredible. I think Dame has been forcing a little bit, but still put being incredible. Like he's been a little bit late to start in a couple games, I think. Um, but I think ultimately he, he always ends up kind of coming through. I think Melo's save the other night was was crazy. I, I'm, well, I don't know why. Why am I struggling to think of who that was against? Uh, it was against the Hornets, right? Yes, I, b- I believe so. Um, yeah. And the, yeah, that was that was a crazy. It was against the Hornets uh, save, and and you know, I think that that just more so even speaks to just what he brings to our team, just as a like a, a kind of a, an emotional boost. And I think that yeah, that's something that also a lot of people haven't talked about. Our pending supposed big trade is um gonna also do on top of just having better talent in potentially i think it's that's that's a morale booster in the locker room um so yeah it's been good and i think hassan is is it's almost confusing right like and i get it because we're in the western conference but it's almost confusing that hassan whiteside is leading the league in blocks Mm -hmm. uh dame and cj are the second highest backcourt and high scoring backcourt in the league and um, it, it, I think it just really speaks to those in-between positions. Just, you know, we had some guys that were solid last year, and I, I for mm-hmm. one, was one of, one of the fans that kind of took them for granted. Um, obviously some injuries, right? But, yeah. um, you know, I think, I think where we're going right now is, is more than I expected. It's sad to say, but it's kind of at one point earlier this year, it's it's more than I expected or would be mm-hmm. at at this point. Yeah. We're 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 not necessarily five hundred, but we're we're right. We're it just takes a couple good runs to to break that. Yeah, and and as and and you know, rounding that point out, um, it also just takes a couple bad streaks for teams like Houston uh, yeah. to fall to fall. And you know, the Clippers are I think the fifth or sixth seed right now. Um, they're fourth now, but yeah, they they've they've struggled a bit lately. Clippers and Rockets have struggled. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's kind of my two cents about what's been going on lately. Yeah, I mean, what what you were hitting on with Damon CJ and Hassan Whiteside leading in blocks, like that's you know, I'm I'm not trying to just slander on the Blazers right now. I love the Blazers. Like I said, I'm I'm stoked that things are you know turning around a little bit. Hopefully, maybe, but. That's that's what I think of. The, the Blazers are losing uh, to teams like the Warriors early in the season, things like that. And it's like the Blazers have their all-star, their superstar, their top 10 player in the league. They have their elite defensive center who's been playing super well. Uh, they have CJ McCollum, who most people say should be an all-star, and he just isn't because he's in the West. Right. Uh, they have these big players, whereas like the Grizzlies, they have a couple young dudes and what else? Who knows? Uh, yeah. So, so that that's where I think it's warranted to actually criticize the Blazers. I mean, um, I'm, I'm not here to just dog on them, but that's where I look at it, and I'm like, this this team in the West is doing well. Like the Thunder are doing well, the Grizzlies are doing well. Um, you know, just just that kind of thing. Where I look at it, and I'm like, who the heck is even on their team? Whereas the Blazers, like, yes, I fully understand. Three starters are not playing, and it sucks. Uh, but the Blazers are still a good team, and they st- should still play that way. Um, I'm not expecting them to be a four-five seed right now with you know 
missing three of their starters, like I said, but um, they have the pieces to still be a good team. Uh, So hopefully with this win against the Rockets, get a little bit of momentum. The Blazers schedule going forward is not easy, Um, but, you know, hopefully they can get something moving and, and, you know, I think it'll be a good measure. Yeah. Getting, getting one win against a decent team is great going into a stretch of, a bunch of teams that are in the playoffs right now. Uh, Mavericks, Thunder, uh, Warriors should be a good one. And then Mavericks, Pacers, Rockets, Lakers, Jazz, Nuggets, Spurs, Jazz, Heat. It's going to be a rough stretch, that's for sure. So um, hopefully this is a little bit of a confidence boost. I know they're doing some different stuff defensively to stop James Harden, and it worked well. So uh, hopefully they can just, I don't know, have that aggression and have the defensive schemes to actually... uh, play against that's, the team they're playing. And that's that's a I mean, hopefully it does translate like I like I hear you saying and like I've seen a couple people say on Blazers Twitter and whatnot, but um it is also an incredibly unique offense they played that against, right? So how yeah. how how, you know, transcendent is that is that is that the start to like what you just phrased it, something where, you know, we're able to come up with schemes per each team that are yeah. just overall better? Or was that just a, hey, you know, James Harden's going to try to put up the 40 shots that uh, we should. I'm going to look at that poll here, Christian. Yeah. I'm going to see what people ended up kind of estimating would be James Harden's total shot count for the evening. Yeah. I haven't he, even checked it out. I think he missed 24 shots on the night. Wasn't that it? I don't know. But I'm going to check the poll while you check that. I'm I'm just gonna move on to something else uh, while you check that. Uh, okay. But... Well, why don't I just tell you this? Then the results oh. real quick. Oof! Send it. All right. Uh, Thirteen votes in total. I said no giveaways to partner uh, to partner with this audience poll. But how many shots do y'all think James Harden is putting up tonight? Mm-hmm. And we did twenty between twenty and twenty five, twenty six to thirty, thirty one to thirty five, and then thirty six or more. Forty seven percent of you said 36 or more yeah and zero percent said 26 to 30 so they people really weren't liking that median and then you know 15 percent picked the 20 to 25 so congratulations to the 15 percent it sounds like oh and i was totally mixing it up with another box score for james harden that i saw recently he only shot 12 shots because he was struggling so much uh he had eight rebounds and seven assists um and westbrook had a triple double but like i said missed those free throws when he was talking trash so uh but yeah james harden just wasn't getting anything uh blazers like i said all five starters were in double figures um carmelo had 18 points dame had 25 uh seven and seven he had like seven and five uh, i think in the first half or something like that so he looked like he was on pace to get close to a triple double and he did get close uh white side had 18 and 18 so you like to see that, that's for sure. Uh, two blocks. So, uh, unfortunately, Simon's only had, like, two points. Yeah, yeah but... Wait, it, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, two points. On a, on a side note to that, you got to love how Nas is playing, huh? Dude, the fact that he's playing again. My, like, oh, my gosh. I, it, 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 it I'm totally such a big solidifies. It totally solidifies everything that, that fans were saying on Blazers Twitter about, yeah. you know, him needing to see the floor. Totally. He hasn't. He hasn't. I mean, he, I saw him miss a couple shots, but like, what he does on on defense completely outweighs anything he does on offense. Because honestly, he's not even that costly on offense. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not too. He's not you know, immature he's, with his ball selection. Like, yeah, 
one of the only guys who's a lob threat on the Blazers, so uh, I'll take him, especially with Anthony Simons. But I'm I'm just gonna jump back to what I've what I've said a, a couple times and what I tweeted recently. The Blazers should do whatever they can to avoid trading Simons, Little, and Collins. Okay, like if anyone, maybe Collins, just because of the injury. I'm not saying I want him gone. I love Zach Collins. Keep him on the team. The Blazers should trade picks before those players in a heartbeat. Uh, this year, maybe not, because it could be a decent draft pick because the team is not playing all that well. Hopefully, yeah. I'm wrong. But, yeah, don't trade this one. And then two years from now, uh, the 2022 draft, that'll have, like, the double draft where one-and-done one rule could be done. Uh, and you could get all this extra talent straight out of high school. Keep those. Trade, you know, the, the NBA has the every other year rule kind of thing. So be willing to trade the 2021 pick and the 2023 pick way before you trade Zach Collins, Nasir Little, or Anthony Simons. Because if things go how you want them to, if you're going to pay Dame and CJ what they're getting paid, that means you're ready to have a contender. Um, so the team should do everything they can to win now. And so you don't need that many draft picks. They're not going to be able to help you win now. And... You have good young pieces, and these three pieces are basically like lottery picks because Zach Collins is a lottery pick. Anthony Simons is very talented. Neil Olshay says he's the most talented player he's ever drafted. Um, he's very good already. Um, he dropped low basically because he didn't go to college. Um, that's the main thing. And then Nasir Little was a top three, top four prospect at the start of his college season, then he struggled. And he's played great since he's joined the NBA. Not like a superstar or anything, but basically these guys are, are lottery talents. And you're not going to get that again late in the draft. And yeah. your intent is to win now, so you're going to be late in the draft. Yeah, you're um, going to get a Gary if, Trent or two, which will be all right, but yeah. not going to win the championship. And and if you're not winning now like you want to, then guess what? You're probably blowing it up and you're getting draft picks otherwise. So don't trade Zach Collins, Nasir Little, or Anthony Simons unless you have a tremendous opportunity and a guy like... Paul George becomes available or something. And guess what? He's not. Uh, so, yeah. One guy I would love to see is Chris Middleton. Man, I do not think that the Bucks would trade him for anything because he's he's great and he's been there for a long time. So, I, you know, you're not just going to trade a staple of your team who's been with you for like a decade. But, uh, yeah, Chris Middleton played very well against the Blazers and he's, he's a guy I would love to see on the Blazers. That's for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, this uh, it's kind of frustrating to see that Robert Covington isn't really being mentioned in conjunction with the Blazers either, huh? I mean, did you see my tweet? Uh, they they said that he's been mentioned in trade talks with like the Hawks, the yeah. Mavericks, and the 76ers or something. I know it was Mavericks and 76ers. The 76ers didn't even um, appreciate him to begin with. They should not be able to get him back. Right? I mean, I could say that about Blazers guys that I want back on the team, but... Yeah, so I mean, maybe maybe I'm a little biased there, but uh, yeah, I mean, I tweeted. Also, there's been interest from the Trailblazers, the Blazers, and Portland, so <laughs> I'm interested at least. So uh, yeah, Blazers definitely need to go for Robert Covington. Uh, you know, one thing that the Blazers maybe could do that the other teams wouldn't is take on the salary of Gorgie Dang. I don't know for sure that. The Timberwolves are even, not even that about much that. Of a, that's not even much of a risk to take on either. He's decent, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I that's watched him play in college, too. Uh, I think a sweet 
not, I don't know. As in March Madness, he played for yeah. New, Mexico, New Mexico. Sorry, continue. No, Gorgie he played Dang. for Louisville. Right? Gorgie Dank. Yeah, I can't pronounce that. No, dude, he played for, like, the New Mexico something. Hold on a second. No, he totally played Gorgie. for Louisville. I was a big fan. Jang. Oh, you know, it... Hold on now. Louisville. There it is. Boom. Are you sure? Yeah. Who was it that played for New Mexico? There was that it really was definitely, big guy. It was definitely a Jang, though. Hold on a second. Jang. It was the really big guy. Uh, uh, he's, like, Indian. Um, and he's, like, six foot six or seven, and he played for New Mexico. Uh, shoot, I don't know. But, yeah, Gorgie Dang played for Louisville. He, I loved watching him in Louisville. He's, like... One of a few college players that I really liked. I really liked him. I really liked uh, Montrezl Harrell. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hold on a second. You you keep keep doing doing your little spiel while I figure out what uh, NBA player alums are from. Because uh, I def there's hold on a second. Austin just happened to say like the one guy whose college I actually know. Now I actually know a lot of college players teams, but. I don't watch much college basketball. Anyway, Gorgie Dang, it all just comes down to what the Timberwolves want to do. Because Timberwolves made a trade today, if, if we didn't say that yet. Uh, they traded Jeff Teague back to the Hawks, where he spent the, a good chunk of the start of his career. Uh, so I think that's great. I think it's great that he gets to go back to his old team. They have a good, probably not backup point guard. I'm guessing he'd start with Trey Young, but we'll see. Uh but I don't know what the Timberwolves are doing because they took on Alan Crabb. Uh, what's that going to do for him? Obviously, it's an expiring contract. So that's the thing. If, if they want expiring contracts, then they probably want to get rid of Gorgie Dang's salary. Uh, Robert Covington plays. He's on a great, sal- uh, great contract. So there's not really a significant reason you'd want to get rid of him unless you're like, oh, we need, like, there's this superstar we really want to sign. But that doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. There's talk about... D'Angelo Russell, the, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is friends with him, him and Wiggins, mm-hmm. you know, the three of them are all around the same age. So I wouldn't be surprised well. if something got done on that. I yeah. would not be surprised if they found a way. Yeah. But, you know, if, if that's the case, uh, I mean, I don't know. Warriors would want Covington out of that, but I don't know. Regardless, I would love for the Blazers to go for, you know, Hassan Whiteside for Covington and Dang. That would be awesome. Blazers keep a center while also getting some like a starter for the next four years, three years. Um, and Dang would be on contract next year also. And it like, he's getting paid 16 million, which is too much. And I'm sure that I'd be just as annoyed with Jang failing based on his contract as I was with uh, Myers Leonard, just because he was getting paid so much. So I don't know. All I know is I would love to have Wiggins. I would love to have Covington. I would love to have Gorgie Dang. On the Blazers. I would love to have Lehman, but I'm pretty sure they can't trade for him because they signed and traded him at the start of the season. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Blazers can do. Uh, the answer is not to keep Hassan Whiteside, okay? I would love to have foot-and-mouth syndrome and say, oh man, the Blazers won the championship with the Twin Towers of Hassan Whiteside and Yusuf Nurkic. Oh, life is good. I would love to say that. I mean, if, if that works out, it works out. But guess what? I do not want to see Hassan Whiteside on this team past the trade deadline because he is a starting center. He's not going to play well with another starting center. Yusuf Nurkic had attitude problems with Jokic in Denver. Hassan Whiteside has a history of attitude problems regardless. Uh, 
And that that's not the reason though. It just doesn't make sense to have two starting centers. I love Nurk. I love I love Whiteside. I'm not trying to dog on him, but uh, yeah, he just he needs to be a starting center in order to do what he wants to do. He wants to lead the league in blocks. He wants to get close to it in rebounds. It's not going to happen if you're not the starting center. So uh, they got to trade him. Try to make something work where they have uh, someone on contract for next year and the year after that, hopefully. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, you know, so we were just kind of talking uh, before we started recording about this kind of upcoming couple games we have definitely being tougher. We have the Mavs tomorrow night. Lucas, Lucas still doing well. I don't is is KP healthy yet? He kind of had uh, a whole thing going on there. Shoot, I don't Christophs. even know. I'm too enamored by Luka Doncic to care. Um, Chris Stapps, poor Zingis. Uh, I don't know how he's doing, but um, dude, Luka Don, I'm so tired of the Luka Doncic, Doncic slander. Uh, Snoop Dogg went on, you know, some sort of video, I and that. I saw it on Twitter, and he's like, Ugh, man, so much disrespect for this guy, this guy, and the other guy. I'm not here to just say, like, oh, hands down, he's the best 20-year-old of all time. All those other guys were trash. Like, obviously, all those guys are amazing. LeBron James, all the others, I don't know, Kobe, Tracy McGrady. There were plenty of really good young players. I'm not here saying, ah, oh, Luka Doncic puts all those guys to shame. Like, yes, the league is different. Things have opened up more. It's all in the paint or at the three-point line. It's very analytics-driven, so floors opened up for him to get more assists, uh, probably for players playing the guard position to get more rebounds because there's longer threes, all that. Um, so I understand that. Still, this is the Western Conference. We've talked about the Blazers have their superstar, their pseudo all-star in CJ McCollum. They're really good center in Hassan Whiteside, and they're struggling hard in the West. This is Luka Doncic, a second-year player who's just on a tear every single night, getting triple-doubles, and, and they're not empty triple-doubles. That's the thing. Uh, so acting like, you know, oh, Luka struggled a little bit tonight, so how dare you say he's nowhere, like, he's anywhere near LeBron James. Like, no, like, I, I looked up stats. I put on Twitter, LeBron James once uh, in his second year in the league think is what it was so maybe he was 19 instead of 20 okay whatever the team only scored 69 points and he didn't have a triple double he didn't even have 20 points i think he had 11 points like nine and five or something it's like it's ridiculous that they're like oh i'm gonna take this one game and tell you why luca is so terrible it's like get over it luca Doncic is amazing yeah and now he's got it now his number two is back this week it sounds like in the last 24 hours yep. uh Christophs had been cleared to play he, he could have played last night i can find out who that was against um looks like they played the kings last night and let's see what they're both coming off here uh Doncic coming off the game with 25 points 15 rebounds and 17 assists Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. Are you he, kidding me? It was uh, shoot. Are you kidding it? me? That's I think crazy. It's a youngest player to have a whatever it was amount of points, and then fifteen and fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's insane, and the fact that people are still talking trash about him is just ridiculous. Like, I, I need to look... learn to just not even give it my attention because it's just pointless talk. It doesn't um, look like Kristaps played. He's not listed in the in the box score. Um, so I don't know, maybe his first game back could be tomorrow night, but some of the headlines had kind of indicated that he was either cleared to play last night or maybe he's coming back tomorrow night against us, but, 
So to stick with the Mavericks and also go into a little bit of trade talk, uh, I've been really stuck throughout this season. I was stuck on Kevin Love and Blake Griffin. I'll be the first to admit um, all this. Like once Blake Griffin went down with injury, I'm like, shoot, I don't know. I don't know if I want Kevin. Kind of dodged a bullet though in one way there. Yeah, and and but I I still stand by most of what I said, but it is nice to. It is. I mean, it's nice that Neil Olshay waited this long so you could see that. Um, I don't know if the Blazers end up going for Kevin Love or LaMarcus or what. LaMarcus isn't the biggest injury risk, but he's older than Kevin Love. So yeah. there's got to be some sort of risk there. Um, so other trade ideas. We've talked a lot about the Timberwolves. The Mavericks are like the only team that is, you know, a good playoff team that I could see really going for Hassan Whiteside. Most other teams are set at center, or it doesn't make any sense for them to go for Whiteside. The Mavericks, you know, uh, Dwight... Am I mixing up the name again? Dwight Powell. No, I got it right. Dwight Powell. Like, two episodes ago, I like was lost trying to figure out his name, and I was making sure I wasn't mm-hmm. doing that again. Dwight Powell is good. He's not great. And if you have Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, and Hassan Whiteside, that, that's really formidable. Um, those are three pretty big guys, and one of them isn't even, you know, in the front court. So... Give us Boban. Boban would fit so well in Portland. Uh, well, shoot, I don't know. Um, the <laughs> trade idea I have, uh, Ed Davis has been not a great fit with the Utah Jazz. And so I just had this idea of send Whiteside to the Mavericks so that they have their guy. Send Marjanovic to the Jazz. Ed Davis to the Blazers. So it's basically a center swap right there where Blazers get Ed Davis back. Hopefully him and Zach Collins play well together like they did when he was back in Portland. Dane gets his guy that he wanted to stick around for a long time. Uh, Utah Jazz get Marjanovic, who maybe is a little more uh, Stifle Tower-esque whenever um, Rudy Gobert's on the bench, and at least it mixes it up so that you know Ed Davis wasn't working out. Now maybe it'll work out with Marjanovic. Um, and then Blazers get Tim Hardaway Jr. from the Mavericks. Now here's the deal. He's getting paid $20 million a year. I honestly have no clue if he's been rocking for the Mavs or what. I don't watch the Mavs enough. I just know I love Luka Doncic. Um, But I just figure like, hey, Mavericks, you know, maybe they don't need that many guards. I know they have Seth Curry. They have, um, uh, don't they have uh, Darrell Wright's brother? What's his name? Oh, my gosh. DeLon Wright. Wright. Yeah, they have DeLon Wright. Wright? Or is he on the Grizzlies still? (laughs) He left. No, I'm just playing. Um... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, yes, he's, he's on the Mavs, man. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I'm a big fan of DeLon, right? Like, they got they got plenty of guards there. Um, so maybe they don't want Tim Hardaway Jr. anymore. I have no clue. But this is just a trade idea that I had where if the Mavericks want Whiteside, they give up Marjanovic and Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, and then they have a bit more salary relief at the end of this season, too, because... Tim Hardaway Jr. isn't on the book still, whereas the Blazers then get a player next year where, you know, worst case scenario, Tim Hardaway Jr. starting. I don't think that's the worst, you know, Dame, CJ, Tim Hardaway, and then Collins and Nurk or whatever, but uh, him and Ed Davis would be on the team next year as well. So that's that's kind of like a, a trade that doesn't do a whole lot, but it gives you contracts next year, gives you depth this year and next year. Um, so I, I like it personally. And then I say just go all in with the uh, Timberwolves, Kent Bazemore for whoever you can get and throw in first round pick or two. Um, also, you know, Gorgie Dang, that'd be great. Aaron Gordon and Kent Bazemore straight up with a pick or two. I don't know. 
Julius Randle for Kent Bazemore with a pick or two. I don't know. These are all trades that I would love. I mean, even like Bobby Portis. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just messing around on Trade Machine, as I always do. Um, and I finally was delving into some things that weren't just Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, LaMarcus Aldridge. Well, and I, I think I just realized that uh, the game that I had watched, uh, maybe either that game or before University of New Mexico was on, and I just remembered their the name and obviously the Lobos. It's a really sick mascot. But then I think I think I did watch Louisville play. They played. It was really early in the tournament, though. Like it was not a, you know, and, and I was like, and it was in Portland. Um, so I think I I, but I swear I watched Gorgie Jang play basketball at one point. But I was younger. I was like, it was like early in high school. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. Uh, to that point, um, yeah. I mean, I, do we really want to make those moves at that point? It's like you know, we're kind of that. I mean, obviously, it's just from a contract standpoint, right? Like that's that's really the the brass tacks. Of this conversation is whenever you know we can speculate as to who and what, but like you said, I think it was the most important part. You know, it it brings guys on that are going to be here next year and it just adds a little bit of depth you know yeah. that's and that and that's fair and i think that's why you have to do that if you're Olshay. um mm-hmm. it's just it's such an interesting market um right now and 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 obviously predicament that the blazers are in as one of the highest winning teams if not the highest winning team in the nba mm-hmm. um so um yeah i mean I just really quickly wanted to breeze over some of the games that we had to look ahead to. Um, <laughs> you want to stress out a, a bit? That's what you want to do? Yeah. Uh. So, Because after the Mavs on tomorrow at Friday night, it's recording now, this will probably hopefully drop uh, before then. If not, uh, go Blazers. Um, so tomorrow's Mavericks and then Saturday at 7. So we got a back-to-back. Uh, the Thunder are playing. And the Thunder are playing well right now, man. Um, yeah. Shout out to SGA, nice dude. That was crazy. He got the what twenty ten and ten. That was yeah. crazy. Well, he got the no twenty twenty and ten. Twenty and ten. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 I knew. I knew um, what I meant, and it was equally crazy, more crazy, so, if anything. So I mean, yeah, he's super athletic and just like pretty skilled. Um, the I think fact that was, they got another triple double machine point guard is crazy. After Westbrook for eight years, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Years, actually. I, didn't even, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be that'll be a good game. I, I think that um, – and a very interesting point by a lot of people is that the Blazers are pretty closed-lipped, and it's going to be just, like, announced randomly before one of these games that Yusef yeah. is playing, you know? And, yep. and maybe not before the All-Star break, but, like, you just never know. That, that would be crazy. Um and like last year, there's all this, you know, trade talk on Blazers Twitter. And then Neil she's like, we traded for Rodney Hood. We we traded for Ennis Cantor. Or they, they signed him because he was a free agent. Whatever. It was yeah. just like out of nowhere. You're like, oh, okay, we'll take it. I mean, it's not the big thing Those we wanted, but moves, I'll man. take it, you know. Big moves. Um, so, I mean, yeah, hopefully. And then we actually, this will be kind of like a deja vu if we do end up recording again next week. Uh, we haven't, we didn't record last week, guys, because we really want to be able to actually have some fresh and original content for you guys. And, and you know, uh, the Blazers are also, and also not just like negative, right? Like we kind of just got into the same, well, the Blazers are, well, the Blazers are losing. And, you know, we obviously did the 2030. So um, we're, we're happy to be back, but it's going to be kind of almost a deja vu episode if we do record next week, because uh, we're going to be, Mavericks are going to be playing in the Moda, whereas we're playing in 
Dallas. What, what's Dallas's arena called? Uh, it's one of the airlines. It's got to be. Um, I think, is it? A, it's not American Air. That's that's Chicago, right? Or uh, Dallas Mavs Arena. Shoot. Uh, American Airlines. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hey. What's is uh? What's United Center? Is that Chicago? That's likely. That is Chicago. Yep, that's the one. And then uh, what's Miami? Um, shoot. The tough. Man. The tough. Um, Miami is. Oh goodness! Why are you gonna do this to me? <laughs> uh, I can't tell you what Miami is. American Airlines Arena. What? Wait. What is happening? How many they American Airlines are this is why we're confused. What is happening? Miami well, American Airlines Arena. The airline also holds naming rights for another NBA venue, the American Airlines Center for the Dallas Mavericks. You just stumbled ah! upon this like gem of information right here. Wow. How did we never know? Like in my head, they were both American Airlines, and it was like, oh, I'm probably just mixing it up. What? This is crazy. <laughs> okay. Like I well, somehow knew all these, but then I threw myself off. What's the, what's the Grizzlies? We're going to have a whole podcast on uh, arena news. <laughs> Aside from those next couple games, I mean, there's the Pacers and the Rockets in between. But then this this stretch at the end of January is going to be brutal. End of January, beginning of February, it's going to go Trailblazers at the Staples Center against the Lakers. Then Jazz go to Moda. And then we go to Denver. And then um, Spurs come to Moda. And then Jazz, we go to two. Uh, Utah, and then the Heat come to Moda, and Pelicans with Zion back. I mean, it, it, it's we're we're about to yeah, hit. Dude, Zion's coming back. Stoked. We're just about to hit a stretch, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, but hopefully, last night's win against um, I don't know. I'm even struggling to think of last night's who we beat. Uh, Houston, um, kind of carries over. Yeah, and that that just means that toward the end of the season they'll have easier games. So. If you're going to do losing, may as well do it now and then go on a streak once you get Nurk and hopefully Collins back. Might as well get cruising. Yeah, I mean, they got to win at least one of them, right? The next, like, let's see, next 10 games all are against teams with winning records except for the Warriors game. So you say they, they win the Warriors game and they win. If they win three or four others, I'm stoked. If they go five and five in the next 10, that's awesome. Uh, not Getting as far as jumping up in the going. standings, but yeah, after that, it's, you know, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I, I just, I'll never forget that graphic that said that Damon and Nurk were like the, were in the top two, if not like the most at one point, uh, pick and roll scoring tandem. Yeah. And Nurk is so good. It's ridiculous. If he can come back and play like he was before, I will lose my dang mind because he just instantly puts this team on another level. I mean, we saw it with Nurk Fever. He, just what he does on the interior, on offense and defense, but especially defense, is huge. Uh, Hassan Whiteside gets blocks, and he can show up a lot. Uh, but there's there's just a lot of um, things that you see from Nurk. It's just um, mo- more mobile. Yeah, I mean, and like he's like willing to get in front. Like, I, like I don't want to trash on Hassan at all because he's played with so much energy and he's got stats that we haven't seen in a long time. I saw like a stat where he's up there with, uh, you know, it was like Will, Bill Walton and Shaq or something like that. Yeah. Um, so like obviously I don't want to discount what he's doing at all. Uh, 
but it kind of seems like he lets people go by him and then he hopes to get the block behind him which yeah. you know i don't know yeah. i i just think nurk you know i think they they could play well together on plenty of possessions but you can only have one and the blazers are committed to nurk and it doesn't make any sense to hang on to white side because if he plays well enough that he's worth keeping that means he's playing well enough to play himself out of a contract the blazers could give him so yeah yeah well and, you know hassan you know, to play as devil's advocate, if they did play along one side, uh, alongside one another, um, Hassan can stretch the floor. I mean, we we've seen him even hit the three ball, but um, so it wouldn't be the worst case scenario if you know Yusuf hit Dame or CJ on the pick and roll, pick and roll, and then he got the ball, you know, rolling to the basket, and then you know the defender comes over from Hassan, leaves him open for a baseline jump shot, you know, like Hassan. Yeah can make it's it's more about the other end i think you know if, if a teams have a stretch four or just kind of a smaller lineup it might kind of get a little tough i mean now that you said that i don't know if i've really seen hassan shoot from the baseline like at all like I, he's always like at the top of the key and that's goes, true like, that's throws true. It up real quick and somehow it goes in and i'm like what the heck how did that go in uh but he's good at that um but something something you just said made me think of this uh dame driving we talked about how dame maybe is an even better finisher than he is a three-point shooter. Like, he's super impressive driving to the basket. Like, no matter who's on him, basically. Uh, Now I'm going to go on another tangent real quick. I want to see the Blazers take more advantage of, oh, I'm on the perimeter and there's a center on me. I need to cross them up, you know, and then step back and shoot. Like, that's that's when you do your step backs. And then, oh, I have a perimeter guy on me and the paint is open. I'm going to drive. But there's so many times where it's like Dame and there's a center on him and he drives. And it's like, that's exactly the only thing he's good at in this defensive situation. You like, this is when you take advantage of taking a step back. Uh, And then there's like a really good perimeter defender and they take a step back and they get blocked or at least they're really off balance. And it's like, no, that's when you drive because there's no one in the paint. Like, uh, like I know they're way better than me at basketball. So I'm just, I'm just talking, (laughs) but there's, there's a lot of times where I'm like, no, like, Take advantage of the situation. Um, but what I was originally saying, Kent Bazemore needs to make three-pointers, okay? Uh, he is he not... He has. His three-point percentage is actually almost as good as his field goal percentage. Kent, that just means he's almost as bad at one thing as he is the other. Uh... Kent Bazemore has a beautiful shot that never goes in, okay? I am so tired of, oh my gosh, they got this perfect play. Pass, pass, pass. Dame drives, passes it to Kent Bazemore, and he misses. It's like, that's that's your job, dude. Like, I, I'm I'm a big Kent Bazemore fan. He's got some sick blocks this season, some good steals, uh, had some pretty uh, sketchy passes. But those that three-pointer needs to go down. Like, that is your bread and butter. And, like, the fact that Anthony Tolliver had his big game against the Hornets was awesome. That was great. Um, that was crazy. I, I just want to see Kent Bazemore step up. In, in a smaller way like that, just make, like, make two out of five three-pointers. He's making, like, one out of five right now, and it's Dude, it's not. He's doing all right spotting up from what I've seen. I just think <sighs> that everything, every absolutely everything else on the offensive side he's been struggling at. But in terms of just, like, a spot-up three, he's been all right, you know? It's like when you're when you're open and you're missing it, it's like, well, that just lost all the confidence in you. Just, I don't yeah. know. He's just overall as an offensive player, kind of a wrecking ball. But you know, he does some other things, and hopefully, we can find him a, a better place that might be a better fit for him. But 
Uh, I know that we are trying to stick to our 30-minute mark. Was there some uh, closing comments we'd like to discuss here with our audience? Uh, man, I don't think so. I think that's that's all that's on my mind right now. Anthony no. Tolliver um, has played well. He had that, that game with like 11 and 11, and then he had the game with the 16 points in one quarter. Uh, so he's been pretty impressive lately. Uh, I'm not like on, uh, on the Anthony Tolliver train. I think right. he's a great guy. He he has a really good attitude. Um, yeah. When I look at him, I'm just, yeah, I'm just reminded of like, oh yeah, I'm a person and this is my job. And sometimes I do well and sometimes I don't. You know, it's not the end of the world. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, I like the guy. I think he's great. Um, I'm also uh, not totally against trading him. So there's that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You anyway, pour the honey on and just yeah. That, that's yeah. how I feel about most NBA players. Like, I'm I'm glad the Blazers haven't had like a Kyrie Irving where I'm just like, why is this guy on the team? Like, ugh. He's, he is imploding. Man, he's dude, imploding. you see what he did with the Nets? He's like, yeah, we got so and so. He's just going through all the initials like DJ, GT, Garrett Temple. He doesn't even mention like Jarrett Allen or like they have Torian Prince on their team now, right? Right? Yeah. It's like. I, I don't know what he was doing. Like that's that that's not the look, dude. I mean, and and he didn't even mention Kevin Durant, which is weird. Uh, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but it's like he's going down this list, and it's like there's other important players too. Like you, they're not just little pawns in your trading scheme, like people like me like to say they are. Um, these are people you have relationships on uh, with and have to play on the court with. So maybe don't call them out by not saying their names. Yeah, sense. I think Russ. I think I think NBA Twitter also is starting to understand that, and also Russ in comparison to Dame as an overall basketball player and leader. Dude, I mean, I could almost see Russ in some of these Timberwolves trades because they're looking for like a. That would be hilarious. I, I would love to see Russell Westbrook find himself back in some hick town compared <laughs> to compared to some That's of these. So it's, but, it's yeah, not Hick, not Hick Town, but in his mind, he thinks he's big Showtime Hollywood. Um, I'm sure Minnesota is awesome. Uh, I'm see how excited I got. Friggin' awesome. That's what I was gonna so say. Big. That's uh, how much he loves Minnesota. That's right. So, but in terms of you know some of these Hollywood style uh, NBA players, especially Russell Westbrook being as uh, just annoying. That's the only word I really have. Is he is? Um, I would love to see him end up in Minnesota, and really have to sh- really have to prove something. You know, oh, you really want to be that? This is my team player. Well, here's a team. Yeah. You know? And you know what? I would I I would love to be wrong. I would love but to be wrong. I think it would be legit. I think it could work out well if they traded Westbrook for like Wiggins or something. I don't know, like Westbrook, Carl Anthony Towns, Robert Covington. That sounds pretty good, and then it, there's not the weird confusion in Houston because I mean it's worked okay so far, but it hasn't been. They'd have to, they'd have to trade enough. more than just uh, just Wiggins for Russell. Maybe they would need to do that. They would. They would absolutely need to. I don't know. Oh. Russell Westbrook, he's got a lot of pluses. He's also got a few minuses. I don't know. No, 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 no. No, compared to Andrew Wiggins? I mean, as far as a fit for the Rockets, because no one else is going to want to Not for the Rockets, just just, just really being 
Yeah, actually, yes, for the Rockets. Like, that's a terrible trade for the Rockets. Are there any other willing trade partners for Russell Westbrook? Because maybe oh, the Rockets no, are. Like... I have, I have no idea. But they, I mean, they could literally just take more, fr- more of what Minnesota has to offer. I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm sure there are other pieces that the Rockets would be like. All right, what else you got? But if the Rockets right. wanted to move him, if they're like, all right, this guy, you know, it's worked out okay, but we want, we have higher aspirations. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to hang on to Russell Westbrook and they'll make it to second round of the playoffs and then lose. And yeah, and we'll move on from this episode because it's dragging on. (sighs) All right, team. Well, thank you so much for listening to us this evening. Uh, This is Austin Caphammer and uh, signing off with my co-host, Christian Gamillion. I always pronounce that. Christian, one one time for myself and and for the folks. Last name pronunciation. It's golden now. My last name is Gamaline. Like you're you're mailing something and you're mailing it twice. You're mailing, mailing, mailing. It's kind of it's it's like you were if you were putting your envelope in the mailbox and you got punched in the stomach by your like mailing and you're they're like what are you doing and they like hit you in the stomach. What are you doing? You you think you're just mailing? You're out here on the street just mailing? Yeah, this is the face I make when I play basketball. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank you to our contributors, uh, Anthony Michoni and um, Ziggy Zay for the tunes. And signing off, we'll see y'all next week. Bye.